0: What's up guys, welcome back to the Yee Podcast and today we will answer a question from email Wow, the title very long this one Buying property with 36 months of interest free installment offered by credit card? Question mark by Anonymous Okay, hi Yee I hope this email finds you well. Your videos have been incredibly educational, and I have been your avid viewer since 2021. I would like to seek your opinion regarding a few matters as I am planning to make a purchase in the near future. Some background of myself: turning 26 this year, single, currently working full time in the MNC located in Johor. Current net income after deducting EPF and PCB is around nine thousand five hundred. Wow Purchase in 2022 I currently own a service apartment located in PJ Monthly installment at 2003 While rental is at 2002 Balance loan at around 480,000 No personal loan, no car loan I also have adequate medical and life insurances As well as more than 6 months of emergency fund I am also heavily invested in the US stock market My combined portfolio is about 150,000 And I was able to generate an average return of 15 to 20% For the past 3 years I also do have some spare cash excluding emergency fund at about 50,000. Therefore, I am considering to diversify my wealth into real estate instead of placing all my eggs into one stock market. I am a chicken and I dare not touch crypto. (laughs) Question. Number one, I am looking to purchase an investment unit at Bangsa South due to its high rental demand. I have tabulated all available units that I could find on the property portal. The parameters that I have looked into include sub-sale versus newly launched, property type, service apartment versus condo, leasehold versus freehold, size, bedroom, bathroom, car park semi fully furnished distance to the university versus kerinci station walking experience whether is it sheltered or not selling price and last but not least price per square feet Number two, based on the data I collected myself I noticed that new projects For example, Laurel and Goodwood Are generally more expensive in terms of price per square feet Except for River Park Residences Which the selling price is below median price Around Bangsa South Uh, Maybe I am wrong I am still trying to figure out the reason Maybe you can enlighten me Number three, given the circumstances above I think the better option is to go for sub-sale units But I am a bit concerned on the condition of the units I have checked a few projects Including the Park Residences Camellia Service Suites, Pantai Panorama, and Residency Kerinchi. I am not sure if it's a better option to go for slightly new projects like Novum or Goodwood even though the price is slightly more expensive. Number four, what is the difference in terms of investment viewpoint between service residence versus condo? Looking for a longer horizon, does it make a difference as an investor or we should disregard all differences as long as the rental yield or rent can cover all costs of investment? Number five, in a book written by Faizold, he has mentioned that he has racked up his initial capital by 24 to 36 months interest-free installment offered by credit card back in 2009. Is it still valid now? Can it be a tool for me to purchase my second unit even though I have spare cash on hand? I would prefer to use the lease capital to be invested in the real estate market. Number six, I am not sure if I have missed out any potential project BE it or newly launched around Bangsa South. Perhaps you can enlighten me too. Hahaha. <laughs> Number seven, I do know that you don't work for FAR Capital but I just want to try my luck asking you. I have tried signing up for FAR Capital since October 2023 but I have been placed in the waiting list. I have checked again. The enrollment is now open but there are various options from safe, great and best. Any idea what is the difference and which one should I choose? I am sorry for the long message above as I would like to provide as much information as possible. I would also like to think that I am making an informed decision as you have repeated countless times in your videos. I really do hope you would be able to share your insights with me. Thank you in advance and hope that you have a prosperous 2024 filled with happiness. P.S. I'm not sure if I am thinking too much, Sometimes I feel that I should just put everything aside and go with the property that can generate highest rental yield, anonymous. Thank you very much for the long email, but I do like the context. But first of all, I think you're doing great. For a 26 years old, person, Your income is relatively high. I think at 9,005, clean profit, uh, meaning after deducting everything, you still got 9,005, meaning you are paid more than 10,000 already. And you currently have a property in PJ where the installment is almost fully covered by rent. Maybe your next tenancy can cover full already. That's also good. Besides that, you have 150,000 in US stock. On top of that, you still got money. That's about 50,000. Therefore, you are thinking about diversifying wealth. I think you are doing great already and I am very, very proud to hear that this is the next generation of young folks. So, that's why I really disagree with the mainstream media sometimes saying that uh, Gen Z's are too entitled, millennials are too entitled, but the real market ones like yourself, Mr. A, Good job, man. And that is the perfect example for those who are actually listening also. So, like, you don't have to really be earning 10,000. Of course, that's the goal, but the point is to have Everything sorted out before starting investment Which means that on top of your salary, you will have insurance You will have as little loan as possible Then when you have abundance, only start investing in a diversified portfolio that is suitable for you And for Mr A here, he is very clear that he don't like risk He is a chicken, (laughs) he say one, I say one He is a chicken, therefore he he stay away from crypto then he buy property one in PJ, but he keeps himself to US stock where he's generating around 15 to 20% per annum. That's very good. So there's no one right formula for everybody. So it's best that we learn as much as possible about the market, but also use that to learn our own appetite. Like sometimes we like things for certain reasons. For example, me on my real estate portfolio, it's really for me. It's really revolving around my passion, around the market, construction, architecture, property, everything lah. Therefore, I'm very heavy in real estate. Doesn't mean you have to, but it's best that every Malaysian should have three. And we spoke about this before already. And let's go into question one, right? He is looking into Bangsa South because of its high rental demand. So, yes, it's a good choice. Uh, Bangsa South is having a very active rental market Why? Rental is driven by temporary demand of space and temporary demand of space is driven by high job opportunities people who are placed in a certain location for a temporary period of time temporary here means two to three years another extreme to it will be high tourism areas where it's like airbnb returns high room rates for hotels that's why you don't really see properties within residential areas will have very high rental rates and because people will always calculate why when I'm staying here for a very, very long time, right? It doesn't make sense for me to pay a rental that is higher than installment since I can buy it. Therefore, high rises in residential areas do not fetch as much ROI compared to high rises located in high job opportunity locations like Mont Kiara, KL Central, KLCC, Cheras, Subang also coming up, Boki Jalil also coming up. Areas like this, lah, technically, and that would be my question to Mr. Anonymous, like why only Bangsar stuff? It's not wrong, but the main challenge for real estate research is this. It's a very, very long process. Like he mentioned here, right? Look through so many parameters that includes Uh, land tenure freehold or leasehold then the age of the building the design of the building how many bedrooms how many car park, the furnishing level and distance to train. All projects will have different aspects of those things. That's why it's very challenging for property investment actually. And also close to point number two, he noticed that Laurel and Goodwood are a little bit more expensive. Don't know why. And River Park Residences is actually below medium price. Also don't know why. Free estate is one thing where it's different from other asset classes like crypto that is more online native, like stock market now is almost online. You can do all researchers based online only and you actually get more but on real estate right the main difference is still on site like for L'Oreal and Goodwood right they will have newer design so this may not be very obvious but construction or building technology has advanced as well according to technology advancement uh, the way we build is very different the emphasis of elements within the building is has also changed across time last time there are not many players within the market therefore as long as you can develop you can sell but now when you have a lot of developments across clang valley especially like now almost every single week will have a new launch Last time, older buildings will have more emphasis on size, but the definition of density also changed according to time, according to the value of land. Last time, 1,000 square feet was inhuman. Now we have units that is around 380 square feet. That's insane. Last time it's around 3 to 500 units per project. Now the latest one that we are going to check out is around 6,000 per project. Last time, the entire unit must be complete before handover. Now it's bare empty. last time, facilities not as cool, not as chunky But now we have projects with a lot of facility Like 50 over to 100 over facility also got but then are those really facilities. Therefore, when we go into the building, we check all those things. And all these things ultimately affects the user experience resulting in the difference in rental rates. So your last statement just now when you talk about just going for the project with the highest rental yield, right? you are actually true. The balance point between demand and supply is actually the price of the property, also the rental rates of the property. And that will be the easiest hack for real estate research. No matter how chunky the project is, right, sometimes we will be driven emotionally by all the marketing collaterals. But ultimately when you look into the rental rates, mm, then when you have a basic property with very minimal, very simple facilities, but the yield is actually higher as an investor, I will go for that. But here, there's a caveat to this statement. This is when a lot of new property investors, because they just look at yield, right, they will go for, Low cost flats. Generally, it's around 70 to 80,000. These low cost flats are social housing built by government dedicated to those in need. But the rent they can generate is around 700 to 800 per month. If you just think about it, right? If it's 800 per month, it's 9,600 per year. Technically, you can break even the property in like 10 years' time, which is exceptional ROI in the eye of property investors. So, therefore, a lot of people actually like collecting these kind of properties but that's against my principles, right? I would rather go for open market because those are meant to solve a dedicated social problem. And since I'm not part of the solution for the problem, I don't want to be the cause of the problem too. Another debate then will be the ROI versus capital appreciation. This is then the main difference because new properties tend to have higher capital appreciation compared to old buildings and why is that? Old buildings here, the main problem is the strata law that we have and the construction method that we adopt in Malaysia. The structural system for all high-rises now, right, is predicated on this notion that we cannot remove or modify any structural elements of an apartment. That includes the facade as well. Because if you look into Taiwan buildings, their structural system is heavy columns heavy beams spread across the floor layout anything within you get to do it yourself you get to relocate kitchen you get to relocate bedrooms redo your entire layout based on the build up that is given but in malaysia you cannot you cannot do so so that becomes the challenges when you buy an old apartment. Well, although the build up is bigger, the ceiling height is 2.7 for example. Then you have the units that's darker because it's actually set deeper instead of the horizontal layout now where all bedrooms enjoy the facade view. This will be the main differences for capital appreciation. The counterpoint to that then will be what's the goal of investment. For property investors, there will be a point of balance between Capital appreciation potential versus cash flow which is the rental returns every month. See which one you prioritize more. Of course, the best will be both, but it's very rare to have such projects. Lah. Therefore, from Faisal Rizwan or the CEO of Far Capital, right? since your email actually mentioned him, there are several school of thoughts for property investment, like for me, as long as my rental rates can cover my instalment, our whole 30 years from now. Then ultimately I will fully own the property in year 30. And how much do I pay? I pay the initial renovation and initial booking and that's about it. Every year there will be expenses of one month commission for the agent for 30 years. da! I will fully own it. But for Mr. Faisal then he said the perfect timing is around seven to eight years time. So when the project is matured, when we see the ROI of the property starts to stabilize which means that in a new location sometimes when there's not enough supply for a particular location for example the initial stage of Bangsa South the initial stages of mon Kiara right like now for my own unit also I get 7% but there will be a time when 7% then as the property price goes up there will be 6% the property price go up there will be 5.5 that's the time to actually exceed and this will be a very easy point of exit as well because if you tell any other property investors, that's from the school of thought that emphasize a lot on rental return. I don't care about capital appreciation because who can foresee? As long as my deal today can sustain itself, 30 years later, I will grow this asset, that's all. So there's this two school of thought and which one is better, which one is correct, entirely up to your investment appetite. And that indirectly answered question number four. Lah. So, as long as the rental yield can cover all instalment, right? That's a good one already, which is true. So that's like an investment deal that is considered good already. If you can cover instalment very good, you can cover all including maintenance, still got positive cash flow is very good. On top of that, right, usually a project of high rental yield will also result in high capital appreciation. And for question five, uh, does it make sense to take up free instalments or free interest money program? provided by credit cards because Mr. Faisal used it as well. To me, it's his method because he came from nothing. He had no capital. That's why he resulted in that high risk move. But since you can afford today, why still do so? Yes, uh, you are financially literate enough to pull off such a move, but in 36 months time, right, eventually you still need to pay because if you buy a new project, right, 36 months time later, the project is still under construction. So you don't really get the money to pay back, but instead of using your own money, you can invest in 50,000 and if you are confident enough to make 20% on this money before paying back to the credit card, then please go ahead by all means, right? But what if it doesn't? Why put yourself in such a risk? Because what if you invest in this money and US actually change government? So this is when you play out, and I know you are a very smart person, you are a very analytic person, so you need to play the pendulum of balance, right? Best case scenario, you earn 20% on the initial money you need to cough out, then pay back all the debts on time, so you earn 20% of it, Or What if like you lose it all? You lose 50% of the investment amount and you still need to pay the credit card debt. Or what if you lose all to the extent where you cannot afford to pay back then you start paying interest on the credit card that. So life is all about balancing between choices, see which one you prefer. To me, I will go for the safe one and that will actually free up more thinking space within our head lah, as we need to balance between work, lah, life, lah, investment. Lah. Now I need to balance between timings and more. Wow. So the next question is about uh, any missed potential project, may it be sub or newly launched? <sighs> This is, this is where I think you sign up for FAR Capital This is the main reason I would encourage people to sign up too uh, You don't have enough resources Here means time be spent on looking at projects Uh, there are some audience who share with me that they are looking at two to three projects per week and they could barely cover a location only you're on top of their family time on top of their work time where got more time to do research on buildings and after you do analytics like yourself or you have in excel form already right have you actually visited the project sometimes it when it's too good to be true is it really too good to be true these are things that it's very hard to do and good deals are often crafted not found when you have new projects by developers usually it's adjusted to market rate really even if it's bigger market price it's a great deal it won't be for long because when the initial launch has great responses maybe like the project is open for registration indicative price at 800 per square feet, for example, right? We only have 800 units, but the amount of check collected, there's like 20,000 checks. Wow! you think they will launch at 800 per square feet? Man? Maybe a few, like just to fulfill that need, they will immediately adjust prices ready. They will maximize whatever profits available of that land because that's only that much that they can build. It's only normal that they will maximize profit on a limited supply basis. So the benefit of joining FAR Capital in your sense then, you get a full-time team to do all researches for you and now when you ask about the different packages, right, there's uh, three, safe, great, and best. You can clearly afford the best but now they have changed the format based on what you need instead of what they have. They now come with one-on-one consultation, uh, education first, where you have a lot of videos for you to learn from, including insurance, including mortgage, including a lot lot of things. I'm not really sure already because they keep updating, but what's good now, they have one-on-one consultation where they can try to understand what's your need, what's your scope of investment need and they will match you based on what they have in terms of inventory. And their inventory is based on the amount of deals that they have crafted with developers. Some you have existing projects that is ready built but they cannot clear on time so they acquire a bulk of them at a very attractive price for members like us. The other format is pre launch products. That's the more exciting one where before the project is actually released to the market, we already secured the deal upfront Because we see the potential in them at a price that is very attractive for us. And all these deals can only be crafted when you have soft efficient, maybe overflowing amount of data before you can pull off such a move. Therefore, I'm a customer, like you mentioned, I'm not part of this, not my company. (laughs) I'm just a customer who have bought several projects from them because to me, I will go for the best deal in the market. And that's a very realistic scenario for everybody who's listening. Because every time people come to me, hey, what's the best location, right? That's not the right way to think about investment, actually. Even if, like when we talk about Bangsa South, which project? That's like 50 over project in Bangsa South. Even we go for the same project, okay? Who you buy from, when you buy, will make a big difference. Like if you buy directly from developer, does it guarantee the best price? Not necessarily because I can get a price that is cheaper than your price. You buy three years ago. That puts me in the better position of winning when our units come to the market at the same time. Then your strategy of what to do with the unit will also determine the success of the investment. Maybe you buy a family unit where there's three bedrooms I buy a studio unit but the market there requires more of a studio unit therefore my one gain higher returns compared to yours but for some investors they are not comfortable with this kind of setting of investment they think that they are manipulating the market you can always go into sub sales like for my latest purchase in Monchiara I went for a sub sale deal and that's based on the circumstances of my financial status. There are certain strategies to be applied when we got no money, we have high credit, but no capital. The strategies will be different when I have capital and I have credibility. So the Moncara investment is made because I have capital on hand and I wanted a completed project. The benefit of a subsea unit is when you get to negotiate with the owner, let's say they want to sell at 1 million. No, I want 900,000. Maybe we settle at 950. No, I want 920. Okay, we deal at 920 and nine months from SPA date, my unit is ready for rental already. Compared to buying a new project, I need to wait for three to four years time before the unit can generate rent. That's gonna take up a DSR slot for three to four years time before I can start monetizing my investment. But with capital like yourself, I can buy already. In one year time, my DSR is ready for my next purchase already. In fact, as we are discussing, Ling, I'm actually waiting for a few more months before my unit generates enough payment for rent before my DSI is recalibrated again for my next loan application. Yeah, so it depends on your investment ambition for your property. Are you in a situation where you want to buy one every year or you just need three in a lifetime? Both are good. So you can just buy three, then you focus on stock market. It's also very good when There's no right, no wrong entirely up to you but the question here is that uh, the option of safe great and best i will recommend best of course because that will give you full access to whatever they have and i'm just envious because i've been members of them for like four three four years already it's easily triple the price that we pay for membership last time compared to yours today so mr faisal here like i've interviewed him many times already uh now we are actually friends And it's very cool that he has a vision to make this thing very affordable for everybody. So this is entirely up to you, right? For those who are listening, right? You want to join or not, it's entirely up to you. I just want to be very clear that I'm a member. I buy projects from them. That's all. And I guess that's all for your email. It's a very long email. In conclusion, for Mr. Anonymous, I would suggest two things. One, is you go for sub because you can clearly afford for it the decision of investment will be predicated on your preference between capital appreciation and rental yield because like for the new projects like goodwood and laurel right the rental yield is not going to be as high as other units around the market but that somewhat will generate a higher potential of capital appreciation due to its more modern design. And why modern design will result in higher capital appreciation as we mentioned just now, old designs cannot be changed within buildings of Malaysia. Therefore, when people now can afford to live in, when they want to buy something as a home, they want to buy the best that they can afford. So newer buildings will tend to be more attractive in that sense because Corridors will be better. Bedrooms will have more daylight and ventilation and things like that. So that will be a difference. But then it falls back to, do you prefer higher yield? As long as the rent can cover my installment, I will just own it for 30 years and that's mine. That's also okay. It's also a balance between the amount of money that you want to fork out. So, if you go for a new project directly from the developer that's completed right so that's the best one where you have a new unit yet you get to enjoy all the marketing perks from the developer also enjoying full certainty of the rental on the design, on the orientation, everything about the unit is all there already. So that would be the best case scenario. But since you have also joined FAR Capital, I would suggest to hold your horses a little bit. I would suggest to look through all inventory of what FAR Capital can offer first. Because the obsession of a location is not the right way to think about property investment. Every location can have potential for investment. That includes location like Sungai Buloh lah, like Rawang lah, like Sepang lah. Those are locations that are not as hot compared to KLCC, Cheras, Cherasmong, Kiara, Damask, right? But the strategy is to buy at the right pricing, meaning the price that is below the median price of the location. So let's say if it's 600 per square feet in Rawang, if you buy 480, it's a better investment compared to buying a property at 800 per square feet where the median is 700 in KL Central, for example. So the golden rule where people talk about location, location, location is the rule, right? That's just a very cool way to say things in a lazy manner. Like when I say, Location, 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 yeah! I sound very smart, but actually what does it mean? Because eventually all addresses, all location in KL will all have similar amenities when, Like you will have a tertiary education, a mall, shop lots, schools, hospitals, parks, leisure, every location will have the same amenities but what would be the main differentiation factor in profit making your entry price to the property if you buy below the median price then it's a good buy if you buy way above the median price of a very very hot location you will still lose money huh? so what's the point of buying a hot or cold location then the emphasis should be the entry price to every single location back to the example I would rather buy a rawang project at a price below the medium of the location compared to a very, very hot location, but it's way higher compared to the median. You get what I mean? Then whether to take the risk of the credit card free installments, right? To me, since you can afford, don't. But this is also based on the confidence on your own skills of investment. If you think you can pull it off, then congratulations to me, I do not. I do not want to put myself in stressful circumstances. Those are the moments where we can no longer make mistakes and I don't like that kind of scenarios. I don't want to be in a position where every decision counts. There's no room for error. But Mr. Anonymous, I think in the age of 26, right, you are doing fabulous. The way you think about things is awesome. A lot of great questions from your email and I wish you the best. Thank you very much for still being in Malaysia because when you go across, right, I think at your skill set, you will easily get three to four times (laughs) And I guess that's all for this episode For those who still have any questions regarding real estate Do just email me at T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G at gmail.com Or you can just DM me on Instagram I-H-E-R-N-G And I will see you guys on the next one Ciao